0: Is Adam, and that's she- that's Shelly. Oh, hold on over here up in this corner, <laughs> and this is Marketing Monday. And what is Marketing Monday? That is the existential question that we are answering today. Marketing Monday is a little thing that the bakery used to do where there'd be just round table discussion. Uh, where everybody could kind of join in, ask marketing questions, things that are bothering them, just in business or marketing in general. And everybody would kind of give their two cents. Well, Shelly and I, we wanted to get plugged back into the entrepreneurial community of Sioux Falls. And we decided to bring back Marketing Monday. But we were going to do a little bit of a twist, which is basically a podcast kind of format. So today, we have Marnie Scott, as you can see right here, Well, right, right here. And Marnie's Naturals. And so, Marnie, would you mind telling us a little bit about you, a little bit about your business, and why you even decided to jump into this crazy world of entrepreneurship?
1: Sure. It, I jumped in not knowing I was jumping, I guess, is how I started. I have been a massage therapist. Um, that's my full-time job, but I've been a massage therapist for maybe 23 years, something like that. Oh, wow. And, um, I started Marnie's Naturals 10 years ago. Um by kind of accident, I was making gifts for my clients. And so I thought I'd try a lip balm to give them and it was pretty good. And so my friend owned a store downtown and she was just starting kind of the support the local, South Dakota made. And she said, you got to put labels on these and I can sell them. And it really wasn't where I wanted to go at the time. I'm like, "Eh," and thought about it and I went for it. So it started with some lip balm and we've grown to, I think over 60 products I have. Dang. So, um, and then retail and on online and in some stores too. So.
0: so what would you say is mostly the makeup of your business? Is it mostly retail or is it mostly e-commerce?
1: I would say it's pretty close to split, I would say. Really? Yep. Interesting. Yeah.
0: What is it about retail that... Um, attracts you more than just going simply all e-commerce because yes. you know the way that I look at it, which which there's not a right or a wrong, is that e-commerce, you just have a lower, well, theoretically, you have a lower overhead. Mm-hmm. um, and so what why do you even still bother with like the retail side of it?
1: So I love retail stores because they do the work for me, kind of they do the talking and the marketing. I am a full-time massage therapist, and I don't have the time to put into being all of those things, I guess. I don't gotcha. have the time to do Facebook Live and, you know, constantly engage. And so I feel like the stores do a really good job once they learn the product of of helping me advertise, helping me market those same things, so.
0: Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So to be clear, you don't have a retail store, you just wholesale right. to those places? That's
1: correct. Yep. Got it,
0: okay. Uh, Shelly, I feel like this is gonna be like totally in your court and... I want you, you, you go ahead and you, you kind of run with this. I just noticed that my, my side here is like completely blown out. I'm going to shut my overhead light off really quick. So take it away.
2: I mean, I'm enjoying all of the, like your toys in the background, Adam. Yeah,
0: that's, that's what I play with when, when I'm actually not doing anything online. That's, those are my toys.
2: <laughs> so most of the day, I mean, as your wife is watching this, she now knows what you do when you're, sitting at home all day long now correct
0: well it's certainly not making any money i can tell you that (laughs) (laughs) she already knows no no secrets there
2: yeah well uh so yeah so i've known marnie since and mommy so um i think you were probably like one of the first five or ten local vendors that we had brought in i know you were at our old location our first location yep um and it's been really cool for me to see you grow from you know just selling in a couple small stores to having an online presence and everything that you've gone through um and really how you've maintained and carried and just slowly kept growing it you know i mean you're very open to admitting like i don't know what i'm doing but you're always willing to try and that's the i really feel like as we've seen so many different business that's doing this over the last you know well just the years that Adam and I have been involved in this world but that's really one of the number one qualities that you have to have as an entrepreneur is you just have to be willing to try and you have to be willing to accept like this didn't work and be able to look at it and be like it's okay to just let it go it doesn't mean that it it's a bad product it doesn't mean that it's a bad way it just isn't working for me right now and let that go so um, so I think for Adam, it might be a little bit helpful for him to understand a little bit of your product offering and um, so that he can understand a little bit more about your customers and who your target customer is and that sort of thing.
1: Yeah. So, um, the looking at orders, I would say 90% of my orders come from females. The male ones are probably a female <laughs> using their husband's name, to be honest. Like, hello, William, thank you for your order. And it could be, but I think a lot of people, it's going to be more female-based. Um, and I would say from from new moms is kind of, you know, where people start. They start with some of the diaper rash and the teething gel and the pregnancy type stuff. And then they just move on to all the other things. As it so my line is kind of from baby to to older so it covers everybody so it's a hard area to focus like do you want to focus on um the younger people i mean it's it, it kind of can range all over but i would say female is most of my my purchasers I would okay say.
0: Yeah, yeah that's not that's not super surprising yeah. to me i guess so what is the thing that you think is the selling point of your products i know you said you have 60 SKUs, but like what's kind of like you know your main selling point Um, of why people should use yours versus, you know, anything else?
1: Um, Simple ingredients. I use um, essential oils and herbs. I go organic when I can. Um, So it's very simple. I try to minimize the amount of things, you know, how many ingredients are in a product. And um, also I think a lot of my products are multi-use. It's not just one thing. You're going to be hanging on to a product going, well, I have to wait till I get a cut to use this, but you can use it for hundreds of other things. So they're multi purpose I mean, you can really use them for many things.
0: Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So, so I
2: will. I'll. I'll testimony that I got sitting here on my desk because I was out in the sun a little too much yesterday, and so I got this like really great farmer tan going on. Oh, for that's, me right hot. <laughs> that's hot. That's <laughs> hot. It is kind of hot, actually. Like literally. Ouch. <laughs> it doesn't hurt. I'm just. This is you know, white skin Midwestern girl. Every time we have
1: a sunny day, I always think, Oh, there's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna need heal up after two. Yeah. <laughs> so I just brought it off my desk today and I'm
2: just applying it as needed. But so
0: we were oh sorry, go ahead.
2: But what I was gonna say is, you know, heal up is in my opinion, like your staple product that everybody knows. Adam, I'm guessing you've had it in your house at some point. I'm guessing your wife has had that. Um, All because right. everybody kind of uses it for everything and and it's you know my selling point for people was that it was very easy to just be able to use it for everything from nursing moms to baby's bottom to sunburns to bug bites to scrapes you know
1: whatever and i think that's true of a lot you know of your products um it's definitely my seller which i think helps allow them to try another thing the healer you know they trust it after using it so
0: so which which of these? So if we just break, break it down into retail versus e-commerce, which one are would you be would you like to build out more and get it to where it's either more automated or just more sales in general?
1: Like which product?
0: <clears throat> well, just just retail oh. versus e-commerce.
1: Um, you know, my retail, I'm starting, I got a new website. That's part of this with my questions. I um, had a new website built and it's very, I love it. I look at it every day. I'm like one of the views every day. (laughs) I just look, I think it's, it's really pretty. I got new photos. Um, I feel like it's really clear. Um, I just added like free shipping over $50. So I'm noticing more, every order is almost over that just by adding that um, so right now it's kind of fun to build that up as my stores with COVID happening, aren't, you know, selling like they used to. So yep. I guess right now I'm really working on that. And that's one of my struggles is with COVID. It's hard to, it's hard to celebrate. I just a month ago launched a new website, but it's hard to celebrate and put it out there and say, go look, go buy, go do, you know, like I'm excited, but it's a hard time for me because I know a lot of people aren't doing okay they aren't financially okay they're losing their business or their jobs and so i haven't really pushed it yet for that reason
0: i am going to go ahead and say uh forget about that <clears throat> you That's should hard. celebrate That's hard. um and listen we have we have four gm and dodge doing zero percent interest for 84 months on brand new vehicles mm-hmm. they want doesn't matter if it's a downturn doesn't matter if it's the highest economy in the world, you should always take the opportunity to celebrate your business and get it out there as much as possible. Because even if they don't buy at this particular point in time, they will buy at some point in time. And if you can, um, in it, it doesn't need to be ruthless, heartless or anything like that. Like you can still deliver a message that's warm and not egotistical or anything like that. But more than ever, people love seeing small town Wins right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, nobody wants to celebrate Domino's breaking, you know, a million dollars in sales in a month during this period. They want to see Marnie breaking. I don't know, ten thousand dollars in a month or hundred thousand dollars in a month. Like they, they want you to be successful.
1: Well, Whether and, or not- and, yeah, that's so true because April has been my top month in 10 years and, and I haven't done really? a deal and I haven't said any, I haven't really pushed anything and I really believe it comes back to the people wanting and choosing to support local. I think, I mean, I don't know. That's all I can think about. It's like, a crazy time to have the orders rolling in. And I think that it's really, imp- you know, we've said this to a couple of small businesses that we've
2: talked to both here and in my, uh, my class at USF. Like this, it's really important for everybody to realize that not everybody is affected in the same way. Mm -hmm. We are all affected in some way, but not in the same way. Not all of us are are affected financially. Not all of us are affected in a way that is going to make us stop our spending. It might make us change our spending and be more intentional about how we're spending our dollars. 100%. Um, but it's really important that there's some people that are making more money right now and are looking for convenient ways for people to get things to them. And I think you seeing an uptick in your um, in your website drive, I think that's in large part due to the fact that you can ship it to people and that you are able to still get trusted products into the hands of people without them having to go to a store or worry about something being out of stock or, you know, whatever. But I 150% agree with Adam. I would I would not put off celebrating because people want to hear those feel-good stories right now and they want to support the people that they love right now.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah. And part of that too is is giving the credits to who I hired to do my website. I can't do everything and that's part of this business is I learned to give up the things I can't do. I built a website 10 years ago. I don't remember how, but I did it and it worked. And so when I had it redone it was worth every penny to pay someone, and I paid, a, you know, a local girl here, and I want to give her that credit because I'm getting emails back saying your website is so pretty, and and so I want, you know, to help her business too because she made it so easy. But yeah, that was my hard part was I don't know, to do that. Okay.
0: No. Yeah. You, and I wanted. I would like to. Um, kind of emphasize or add another point to Shelly's point, just because this is something that Jess and I, my wife have gone through personally, which is being a little bit more cognizant of how we're spending our money. Now we've always liked local business. We, and even pre COVID we've tried to spend money locally as much as possible, but sometimes it's really hard to deny the accessibility and the ease of use of like um, larger chain operations. For example, we have a Domino's like two blocks away from us and that you just go on the app, you order it. And I swear is the fastest pizza delivery I've ever had in my entire life. We, I it's almost like we just closed the app and the delivery driver is like right there. It's, it's insane. But um, earlier this week, or we've made more conscious decisions of when we decide to eat out to eat local food. And last week, well, two weeks ago and then this last week we decided to have pizza one night um during each week and we ordered tomaselli's and then we also ordered uh papa woody's and it was like two of the best pizzas that we've ever had and it's because we're now trying to actively think about trying to spend our money locally rather than um you know online or if you know basically just trying to spend it as much locally as possible so anyways i just wanted to emphasize or put another little asterisk on shelly's point because i think right now a lot of what is out there is whatever money you do have and if you do have to buy something just try and buy it local because everyone's really affected and so that's why i think right now would be a super powerful time for you to tell a success story and get it out there as much as possible Are you, I hope, I hope this is true, but have you been tracking your sales and customer demographics and everything like that since you've, um, as much as, as best as you possibly can?
1: My website does a really good job at all that. Awesome. I I don't really study all that. I just kind of roll, but.
0: I would be very interested to know, do you, uh, have an opt-in right now? Like an email opt-in?
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. Add to my website. Yeah.
0: What is the, what is the opt-in for that? Like what's the prize you get for giving them, giving you your information?
1: Oh, I don't think there is a prize. (laughs) They just can opt in like, and I'm sure she can make it where you mean like a discount code or a something like that. Yeah. I think we can make it.
0: Well, I I, know you can. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The reason why I ask is because if your number one seller is heal up, Mm -hmm. I would be very interested to know, if you could play around with the metrics of getting the opt-in because your opt-in is already going to be really low anyways, percentage-wise of traffic that comes to your website with no, if there's no prize for giving the information, I would play around with like figure out what your average order is and then do something like 10% or 15% off or $25 off. Because if the uh, Clint, Clint used to talk about this all the time that, sometimes people like to see a dollar amount off versus a percentage off. Mm -hmm. And if that dollar amount off is actually less than your 10 or 20 or 10 or 15% off for that opt-in, then you get away with higher opt-in rates, but a lower, lower cost of acquisition, if that makes sense.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: But I would be really interested to know if one of those either opt-ins and, or just something that you throw in the bag is an extra deal, like a really small sample size of that heal up. Yep. Um, and if there's a way that you could try to get that to get spread spread around a little bit more like this person orders it but they give it to a friend and then that friend tries it out and then they end up becoming a customer of yours you know what yeah. i mean so
1: You're that would be my first thing. like say sign up for our newsletter get a free sample of heal up or something like that Yep. or in a code okay
0: yeah, I mean, if it's less than if heal up only costs you, let's just say 50 cents, something like that. And then let's say shipping is five dollars, you know, whatever, and that's less than your 10% off your next order, something like that. Well, then your cost of acquisition for that person's information is just so much lower. And then you use that in perpetuity for marketing purposes or whatever, Facebook retargeting ads, you know, whatever you want to spend it on. Do you have someone that is doing yeah. Like the marketing and stuff like that for it.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, awesome. Because I guess anytime I need something on my website, like changed, she's who I go to. I don't really tackle that. So,
0: Do you have an idea? And I'm really sorry that I'm peppering you with questions, but I feel like this is like,
1: this is like, why I don't go on shark tank. I'd be like, uh, <laughs> I don't
0: know. do you know what your um, customer acquisition cost is by chance?
1: I don't think I do. No. Customer so, acquisition.
0: no, it's totally fine. Like I know I'm, I, I, like I said, I know I'm being a little bit like,
1: like what it costs to make. No.
0: no. Uh, so customer acquisition costs would basically be like, okay, let's take the opt-in for a second Yep. Um, that we were talking about. Let's just say that you do 10% off as an easy number and the person orders, you said that $50 is starting to become like more of the average. So then 10% off of that is five bucks. Um, Good so math. doing yeah. math on live. <laughs> so let's say that, that, that is $5, but now you've got that customer's information and let's just say you attribute it to that opt-in form. Okay. So that customer acquisition cost is, is now $5. So, um, what would be interesting is if it were me and you can kind of do whatever I would, set aside a good chunk of monthly sales, especially I would go higher than normal right now for the website stuff because retail is getting affected. So you need the website to kind of pick up the slack. So Mm -hmm. I would take a short-term hit on profits if it's, Uh I mean, I don't know your situation, but that's, I would take a short-term hit personal finances wise and dump a little bit more than usual into remarketing Uh and what I would do with that is I would figure out where a lot of your customer base is. So you said it's 95% um, female. I would figure out where a lot of those female customers are at.
1: It's mostly Facebook,
0: but Pinterest is a part is a space where I would be just hammering on that spot. Um, I would be nailing Pinterest hard. Um, I don't know how to market on Pinterest because I, I just never dealt with a demo that's, on Pinterest. Sorry. Um, but I would like Facebook. You said Facebook retargeting ads are uh, sorry most of them are on Facebook, which everybody's on Facebook. I would stick a large amount of money per month into simple retargeting ads on Facebook. It's going to take you three months. Well, I don't know. It's going to take you a little while to get it to where it's like actually effective. But then you can start to figure out when someone visits your website two weeks later because of your Facebook retargeting ads, they are now they now turn into a customer, which now you have that information and then it just kind of keeps going out from there. And then you can figure out your customer acquisition cost. And from there, you can then start to figure out okay, it costs me about eight to twelve dollars to acquire a customer, but the average customer's order is fifty dollars. The average customer stays with me for five years. So I'm I will spend eight to twelve dollars all day, every day to acquire one customer because it makes me four thousand dollars in the future. So that type of thing Uh um that's something i would lean in super hard on personally right now and tiktok (sighs) got that in way before way
2: towards
0: (laughs) way at the beginning i usually wait till the end
2: (laughs) so and i would i would challenge you a little bit marnie on to kind of stay on the social media line like you're the majority of your customers probably are on facebook but that's in my opinion, that's probably because that's really where you're marketing right now. Right, like that's the only place that you actually market to customers. And I think last semester, um, so just background for you, Adam Marnie actually worked with my students last semester. Um, one of my student or a group of students worked um, to kind of do like a marketing project with uh, Marnie and her website last semester, mm-hmm. and. All of the females in that class were very interested in your products. None of those students were actively on Facebook. Um, nor are any of my, any of my college students right. ever. Like, none of them are actively on Facebook. But so I think that you really do have an opportunity on Instagram. I mean, I think Instagram is a very easy. I'm trying, I'm trying. Um, I, I think that would be a very easy hit for you. And from there, maybe TikTok. Um, I think TikTok is more for like, I would, do, you, I would like, do TikTok personality, but it's like the way that you look at TikTok right now, and it's probably something where for, in your situation, just cause I know you better, like it might be something where that would be a very easy thing for Serena to start jumping in and taking over for you and just kind of building a following on there. You're not going to make sales directly from that, but it's like getting in at least not immediately probably, but it's more building your brand, right? So that people really start to understand your brand and start telling more people and you're going to get the, um, the viralness out of sharing things with people. The thing that you have going for you on Instagram is the prettiness factor, right? Like every, all of your products are very photogenic. They are all able to have great photo and you have great photos like your website is, has great photos. You have people around you that are able to take good photos and share photos and that sort of a thing. Um, and we've talked about this before, just in general with marketing stuff about being able to stay consistent with it and excuse me, build your brand and that capacity. In my opinion, I think Instagram is a really good place for you to focus. Um, right now as mm-hmm. your next step you know you already really have that market that you've built on facebook and if you want to grow in my opinion it's time to jump to another platform so, so i
1: think me if i'm wrong but facebook ads like paying for them when you hook it you can do it with instagram and did they just split the cost i mean they put some instead of putting it all into facebook they do some facebook some instagram with that money right mm-hmm. okay
0: yeah, I don't I don't know if I could really tell you what the actual metrics behind that are, but that's um you could you used to be able to choose to where you didn't push it on Instagram as well so it would all go into Facebook. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's if that's really the case still, but I mean it doesn't hurt to basically split. I just like to me personally, if I was going to spend my money, I w- I would run dedicated ads for Instagram and Facebook and have separate budgets for both. So I can actually see which one's being more effective. So uh, I don't, I wish I could give you an answer, but I don't know about that,
1: Yeah.
0: but I'm going to, I'm going to challenge Shelly here just a second. Go for so it. Instagram, if you were to try and hook an Instagram influencer at this point in time, even, even with COVID, which I think the great thing about COVID that's happening is that your cost to do business with an influencer is going to d- greatly decrease. It's going gonna, it's gonna to plummet because the number one thing that happens when downturns like this happen is you have all these huge brands like Coke, Pepsi, Ford, whatever, that will pay large sums of money to these influencers to do marketing for them. Well, when downturns like this happen, the very first thing that these big businesses will cut is influencer marketing because it's something that they can turn on and off at any point in time. It's super easy to do. Same with social media ads. They can just go just like that and shut off. Whereas they're locked into a contract with radio, TV commercials and everything like that. So they can't just shut it off. They have to keep paying that amount of money per whatever. So your cost to acquire an influencer at this point in time is probably the lowest it's ever going to be, but still going to cost you quite a bit of money for an Instagram influencer. However, the way that I would go about it with, if you have a great following on Instagram and you post great pictures and stuff like that, you already know how to market on there. With TikTok, I wouldn't, me personally, if I was just talking to you about what to do, I don't know if I would... I would spend time on learning the platform and trying to figure out good videos and stuff to do. I would spend more time trying to find uh, a gal on there that has a pretty decent following and say, hey, I'm going to send you a gift basket of stuff. Would really love for you to do. Um, but in order for you to do that, you have to you know, do um, some videos about our products. But the great thing about TikTok is that they've already got it to where you put a website link in there so you can have a trackable link on their profile. And so you send out 25 gift baskets to 25 different younger gals or older gals, whatever demo you think is gonna be the best success and say, here's your individual link persons. And you give out 25 individual links, you see which one smashes off the most and then keep doing that while you're trying to figure out how to build up your own content on your own TikTok. Um, I, Especially after this last weekend or this last week, I posted a nine part video, which is not even what you're supposed to do on TikTok. I don't know if you saw it, Shelly.
2: I saw I saw a couple pieces of it.
0: Did you? That. I, I'm going to punch every person in the face that is not starting to um, try something with TikTok. Like it, when we I'm so excited when we get detailing chemicals and towels and stuff like that that we're going to spend hundreds of dollars just sending out free shit to people on um, car guys on TikTok, And just, just to get all this stuff, because we can't exactly yeah. give away clarity code. Like it just doesn't just doesn't work like that. But that's hundred percent what I would do. And Aaron Nelson, I see is, uh, has been commenting. If I remember right, she has the um, soaps right down, down in beer yeah, That's absolutely. exactly what I would be doing with Aaron is I would tell her, find every country girl on TikTok and just give them soap. Like just, and say, I, I want you to do something with soap on there. Just have fun with it. That's 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 what I would do.
1: Well, I've got a good TikTok girl and I think she's got a good following. She's like somehow appeared on, I don't know TikTok well, but she is on for where you pull the hat back for your hairline thing. Is that TikTok? Have you seen that? Where you slowly pull your hair back and then you see how far your receding hair, like it was a TikTok thing, but she was on like, the main video where they showed a whole bunch of people, but. She loves TikTok stuff. Loves it.
0: I would I would pay her extra money and be like, I want you to find me a list of twenty five girls right now that we can send out gift baskets to.
1: So and then work for an influencer, like then I pay them for orders or no, they just get paid a, a lump sum, like you say here. Be
0: the best part about TikTok is you're probably going to be able to find a whole bunch of people on there that are just happy to get free shit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So your cost is going to be like I don't know, ten bucks. And 10, 15 bucks. And even if they do want a little bit, like this kind of goes into what your marketing spend is going to be per month, right? <laughs> but I I would spend so much money on TikTok right now. It would be insane. And we're going to spend money on TikTok. Justin does, doesn't know it yet, but we're going to. We're going to do a contest. A, I'm, I I want to do a contest where we give away a free clarity coat and we'll, we will blow up on there 100%. I just, I need to dial in it. I need to dial in the platform just a little bit more.
2: And I think, and I, I don't disagree with you.
0: I know. <laughs>
2: I don't disagree with you. What I'm, what I was trying to get across is you're, whereas like Facebook and Instagram, you're going to hit that shop now and people, it's not in my opinion, like people are more used to shopping on that particular platform on Facebook and Instagram yep. than they are on TikTok. And so TikTok is going to be more for branding right now, I think.
0: Yep. So, yep. But... The, the thing I can, the thing I'll say, and I'm not necessarily arguing with you, but it's just all about how you present the content. You just tell the influencer, listen, I don't want this to necessarily look like an ad. I just want you to, let's just say like the heal up stuff. Okay. Like Shelly was just doing it with her arm where she pulled up at her thing and she's got a farmer's tan, right? Imagine a, a pretty country girl who does a video like, check out my sweet tan line. She goes like this. She pulls it up and then she pulls out a bottle of heal up. And then make sure the label's out and it goes like this. And she's like, oh God, this stuff is so fucking awesome. And then that's it, right? It's not a, it's not a, a in your face, oh, this is an advertisement. It's just, oh, you know, like there's ways to go about it really tastefully. Like when we do stuff with YouTubers or Instagram people or whatever, I try to tell them, I don't want this to sound like an ad. I just casually mention it or whatever. Like I don't want this to come out outright as an ad because that will immediately turn off people. Right. But if someone's got 75,000 followers, judging by the amount of engagement that I've got gotten off my just my little video that I did, the amount of DMs that I've gotten off of that, if they have a following of like 75,000 people, the your website traffic is just going to go like that because they're going to they're going to watch the video and then be like, "Oh, what's this heal up stuff?" and then go right to the website. So and
2: I, I need to interrupt you. Are you are you saying that I'm not like a pretty farm girl?
0: <laughs> well, I don't know how you got that out of that, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, never. I'll,
2: I'll be I'll be your your newest TikTok influencer, Marty. Really Go for it. Fan.
0: Nothing would make me high five you harder than if you became super famous on TikTok. <laughs> okay, so sorry that we that we kind of. I don't know. I abused you there with all of that, but uh, the, the cost of acquisition on TikTok right now is so low. It's so, so low.
2: So and I will say that like over the years, I think that one of the things that you have done well, Marnie, is you've always been willing to try things to partner to see how to get that next sale and just try it. So I think one of my suggestions for you during this time with the website traffic is to really leverage a lot of those relationships that you have built. So like we were just kind of going back to the the shop local thing again, mm-hmm. but like I know you partnered with elegant mommy a week or two ago, I saw it and did some special with them like the 31st or something. I don't remember what that was, <laughs> but yeah, it was like buy three, get one free on the 31st or something like that. Um, but leverage a lot of those relationships that you already have to be able to drive traffic to, through those businesses. So similar to like what you did with Tara Shepard a couple weeks ago, where like she gave you the outfits to try and talk about and you and Serena both did it. And like, think of how many hits that she then got off of that. It, I did. Like I went on off after seeing you like talk about your stuff on your stories. Then I went and, and I mean, I already check out Sarah's stuff on Terra Shepard anyway, but I mean, from there, I was like, "Oh, I'm." That's interesting to see how that would work. So very similar. Like I think that you could really leverage a lot of those relationships, not only with your existing businesses that you are not a, with your existing retail stores, but even with other complementary stuff of people who might be struggling right now and have that time to be able to create content right now, mm-hmm. um, which kind of leads me into one of the other things that I was going to suggest for you is what are you doing to create content? So like, is that something that you've thought through or considered is creating educational um, content in your, um, to be able to use in the future. So whether it's you or Serena or a customer or a retail store or whatever, like what about doing some behind the scenes stuff? And this might work for TikTok too. Okay. <laughs> Being able to do some of the behind the scenes, like little videos of like, this is this herb and this is the stuff that goes into making heal Like it's these 12 ingredients and here's how I put it together. Or this is, um, you know, these are the scents that are used for these lip balms or put it out there and be like, vote on what you would like to see as our next seasonal lip balm or, you know, whatever. Like, I think that you have the opportunity to create a lot of different content right now. Um, And you're not one that is slower right now like some of the other businesses that we've talked to previously. But it really could in this time when everybody is more at home, you really have an opportunity to be able to build up a following for educational videos, for, you know, vlogs, podcasts, like that kind of stuff. And more digital content that you can use on your website, that you can use on your social media, that you can share with other um, businesses that might be interested in carrying your
1: products,
0: all of that kind of stuff. Good ideas. Okay, well that's it. I pretty much got all the value that you can out of this show. That's all we got. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> need to just go a tech account.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or just have. Uh, did you say? So who is who is Sarah to you and your business? Is she employee? Is she like daughter? Like what is she?
1: Serena is my daughter.
0: Serena yeah. is. Um,
1: she looks at TikTok a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> how old is how old is Serena?
1: Nineteen.
0: Nineteen? So is she like full time in your business then?
1: Oh no. She just when I need help, will help. And she kind of has the artistic eye, she approves everything, like new design, you know, like she's like, no, that's not you can't do that. Or you know. So I go to her for like the visual part, you know?
0: Yep. Uh yeah, I would I would really encourage you to empower her and say, like. Just just to, I don't understand this, but I know that I, I was told by a very good looking and charming gentleman that this is this is something that I should do. And I I don't understand it. So I just I just need you to take this and run with it.
2: <laughs> if I didn't tell you at the beginning of this, Adam kind of gets an inflated ego sometimes. <laughs>
0: okay. So uh one thing. I'll I'll kind of give you an idea of something that we're doing as well, just because I think that it might help you with the whole content creation part of it. So stuff like this that we're doing right now, and this is, I I had a podcast earlier today that I recorded the content and I said the exact same thing. So I'm repeating myself twice in one day, but it's super valuable. A lot of people get really flustered over the whole creating content thing. And I get it. Like I, it happens to me too, especially when I can't physically do anything clarity coat wise in my garage or anything like that. Like I can't do anything local. So getting content is really difficult for me, but what I am doing right now is I am taking this opportunity because a lot of people are home to try and get people on to podcasts like this, where it's visual and audio and it's long form content. This is this is directly stealing from Gary V. And then taking these pieces. And whenever there's a really good piece of advice that happens, I try to mark it down on a pad of paper, say at 38 minutes and 36 seconds, Adam was dropping some gold nuggets. Yeah. And I'm going to take this one minute clip out. And I'm just going to cut that out. And then this one clip, I can now put on all of my socials, along with the long form video part of it. And including TikTok, you don't need to reinvent the wheel for TikTok. I'm going back to like this week. I'm going back on my old detailing business page on Facebook and going back and I'm going to pull every video that I possibly can off of there, download it. And then I'm going to take those bits and start chopping them up and then post them on um, socials all over again. And the only way that people are going to know that it's old content is because I was slightly younger. So, you know, the beard might not have looked as full and flavorful but uh if Facebook and Instagram is where you're most comfortable creating content or blog posts or whatever it might be you just take these things and then repurpose it for everything else down the line and then when a new social pops up you just go back to the old stuff and say okay boom just I'm just going to to start off I'm just going to repost all this stuff and it doesn't matter if it's written video or audio Um, if you have a blog post that, you know, that does really well, try and think of a way that you can do a video on that blog post that basically outlines the whole part of that blog post. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. Um, springtime right now in South Dakota, uh, as an example is a for detailers springtime on white and silver vehicles, there's this thing called brake dust that pops up on vehicles every spring. Yeah, every spring. And it's these little orange flakes all the way around your car. And so every spring, I try to do something with brake dust. And it all came off of a blog post I did three years ago. I wrote a blog post that then I posted it on Facebook and it just blew up. Like I got probably tens of thousands of dollars off of that blog post. And so now every year, I just, take that same content and, but do something new with it. Does, if that makes sense.
1: You need to um, make, bold. Cool. do you drive a white car? Click. And then you got all your people right there.
0: See, now you see well, you're even. No, you're you're
1: ch- like it's on you now, Adam. <sighs> <Damn it>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, since uh, now Marnie's going to be the new co-host of marketing Monday. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, it, it's, I'm just trying to say like, that's a really easy way to think of content is just do the long form stuff first and then just do micro stuff off of, off of that one.
2: And I guess for me, like the reason that I really bring up content with you Marnie is you, one of the reasons to make content for any business is to really show yourself as the expert. Right? So in, in order to really, um, showcase to the world, that you are the expert in whatever field that it is. And the reality of it is you are the expert in a lot of what you are doing. Like you've been doing this for a really long time. You have the sales to prove it. You have the longevity to prove it. You have the relationships with a lot of different people to prove it. And so those relationships are very valuable in the local sense, but in the world that we're coming into and in the weeks and months and years ahead, like proving yourself to be an expert in the virtual online wider circle is going to become more and more important to you because the relationships are going to change in retail. And that's really just the reality of where we're at right now, at least for the next, you know, while. And so I think it would really behoove you to take that personality into more of an online sense and start building some of those relationships and building some of your, um, your expertise in more of a virtual format.
0: Do you, do you have like a sense um, that you sell it all by chance just just out of curiosity. I'm really sorry that I did not do any homework on
1: like what's
0: Is it more like skincare type stuff? Yeah. Yeah, it's more skincare type stuff cuz okay. she brought up essential oils earlier.
1: Yeah, they're in my products. So they are oh, Okay. Everything.
0: Yep. Okay. I um I was just trying to think of something that we could do that would be like um Maybe, maybe like um, how to how to do your own spa day or something like that is a good piece of like longer form content that you could do. That then you could break it up into, you know, multiple different pieces. How to do your own at home spa since you can't go out and have your own spa day right now. You know, that type of thing. I was gonna I was gonna say, um, Aaron is on here, and I'm I don't want to try and draw away from yours, but this is what this is one of the thought processes I had in my head was if she can't since we're we since all the public parks are closed down well you can't go and have campfires so if you want to have your own campfire scent here's how to make your own campfire soap like and then you can just smell a campfire whenever you want to and just, or marshmallows um or s'mores you know whatever like that type of thing and but if you make that piece of content like it's really it's valuable because people are learning something and they think it's really cool because not people don't make soap every day. As far as I know, anyways, like I don't, I buy it from a store. And, (laughs) um, so anyways, just, just another idea to throw out there is how to have your own at home spa day.
2: Yeah. I think that's, a that's actually, I'm going to jump in and I really like that idea. Adam, like, thank you. You know, like we, we did the, um, like make and tapes at the store before and i think you did like a sugar scrub yeah super, super simple to do but that would be a very easy like live demonstration for you to be able to do on your page and teach people how to make their own sugar scrubs at home or teach people how to make their own you have so many things that you make like and some of it is easier and some of it is you know more difficult but i think for you like a lot of times you have such a way of speaking to people that it's just in layman's terms or it's just in you know easy to understand not intimidating speak and so i think that is again another way for you to build some great content that has the capability that even if you record that little video to show people how to make a sugar scrub which you could then market you could potentially market like your own like sugar scrub kit potentially to be able to sell
0: or, or, an ebook on how to make your own sugar scrub at home that, that you use as your opt in on your website.
1: Oh, there you go. See how we
0: brought it all the way back around? Yep. It's crazy.
1: I forgot about that one already. <laughs> <laughs> I, notes now. I have to save this and watch it. <laughs> so,
2: I mean, you could very easily do little stuff like that that you could. Those would be great pieces of content that again you can reuse every year. Like even if we're not in COVID times next year, like how to do a a sugar scrub on your feet as the as it's getting to be sandal weather or you know, whatever. Like you could reuse that every year.
0: Do your feet look disgusting? <laughs> here's how to make them not
2: look like yeah,
0: that. Don't look yeah, don't look <laughs> oh they look gross <laughs> they're so bad i had i had this blister that i yeah anyways <laughs> so anyways uh do you have any more like do you have another question for us at all marnie
1: no i just have a lot of work to do it. and i think one place i am and why i haven't done a lot i'm not comfortable in front of a camera i never have been it's easier one-on-one, like not in front of a group, you know, like this is easy enough, but that's why I've kind of shied away from me being the, the, you know, talking. And, you know, I see a lot of on Instagram stories, people that do stories. I don't think about getting my phone out while I'm making a product and going, you know, talking about, I'm just getting my job done. And I just don't think that way, but I know if I can even do a little bit, people do like to see that, you know, I know that, but I'm not, 100% comfortable with that yet. I think it's weird. That's
0: totally fine. And (laughs) it's good to have that kind of self-awareness because there comes a point where you're so busy um, doing your thing or you're just like doing your thing is so in the back, it's running on automation, right? That you don't think about those kinds of things. And if you're self-aware of it, then you can then say, "Hey, Hey, Serena, like, you know how to hold a phone with a camera that's on it. Like, do you think you could just video this? And then every once in a while, ask me, Hey, why are you doing that right there? Like what's, what's going on here? Or if she's not good at doing that either, then I mean, I really hate, I really don't like to tell people like the only way to do this is to spend money. But if you're not good at like stopping yourself and going like this and doing that, it's so valuable to then pay someone to just be like, Hey, like I'm going to start doing this and I just need you to like, hold the camera and every once in a while, stop me and do that. Um, I think, I mean, I can, I can recommend someone to you off camera or whatever, but it's just, uh, it's, it's pouring money. It's investing into your business. It's made my drive down your profits by a lot, but man, like the, the use that you could have out of that piece of content for, for the future is so massive that even if it does cost you a couple hundred bucks, like, I I mean, it's your money, you know, you, it's up to you, but like, it's just so valuable because we're not, it's not like content and websites and internet and social media is going away ever at this point. So you can, the chances for you to keep reusing that is just astronomical as long as you're aware enough to find these new platforms and then be able to create the content around that. That makes sense for that particular platform. Yeah.
1: And so here's another question is on like, going back through old posts that did really, really well. Like sometimes they just are, they hold engagement and some don't. But if I go back and look at ones that really, really did well, can you read like resharing that as an, is it easy as that? Or just, would you say, don't reshare it, but reword it or, you know, do something like that?
0: Well, uh, that's a, I'm so glad that you, I'm so glad that you said that because this is something that I'm doing as
1: well, but that's what I do have is old posts. I don't have, you know, as I'm working to build the new stuff, but pulling back old stuff that did well.
0: Yep. So the reason why I'm really glad that you brought that up is because something that I noticed on my Facebook a long time ago, years ago, is you take certain topics that you know are hot button topics, not politics, religion, or sex or anything like that. What I'm talking about is specifically for whatever reason on my feed, food. People go nuts over debates on food. Like uh, just the other day, my sister posted um, something about like, imagine that you're going to get a chocolate chip cookie in the morning and it ends up and you bite into it and it ends up being oatmeal raisin. And I was like, wait, are we seriously saying that oatmeal raisin isn't a top five cookie? You know what I'm posting on my t- tip? Now I'm going to say, Hey, comment. Is it, what's, what's your top five cookies? Here's mine. just, you know, like this. And then I'm gonna put oatmeal raisin on there. And then I'm gonna say, comment what your top five cookies are. And then it's just going to get a massive amounts of engagement because people love arguing over food for whatever reason.
1: You like raisins. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Pineapple, pineapple on pizza, right? That's an easy one. Like, are you pineapple on pizza group? Or are you, you know, whatever. So what I would do is because TikTok is a visual platform. Mm -hmm. find old posts that did really well and then just think of a way to try and get video content out of it whether you're speaking on that particular topic or whatever it is luckily the time format 60 seconds so there's only it doesn't seem very long but like you you can give context and everything to a post in 60 seconds and try to get try to word it in a way that you can try and get some engagement out of it that's what I would do. And that's exactly what I'm doing. Is I'm going back over some of my old posts and just figuring out, okay, how could I how could I do a 60 second video on this? Or do I have to split it up in a, into a into a part um part video? Telling old stories from my detailing business is something I'm doing right now too. And doing do you know how hard it is to do a detailing tutorial on in 60 seconds? It's impossible. I have to break it up into I have to break it up into multiple different parts. So that's <laughs> oh that's what I'm that's what I'm doing. But I would if you need ideas, all of your best ideas are all from the past. Just scroll back through, and then make notes and be like, okay, I just need to think of how to do a video on this. And again, if you have problems with this, if you're so busy, it's actually less money to just send 20 topics to someone and say, hey, I just need to figure out how to do a video on this. Like, can you can you do this for me? Here's 250 dollars. Like, I, we just I just need to have this built out and then go from there type of thing. That's I'm I'm so excited right now because this is exactly this uh I there's so much that you could do with this with 60 skews. Oh my god, it's almost like a limitless pool of content that you could do. It's insane.
1: I better log on and look at TikTok. I'm like so like my kids everyone's like check this out and I'm like okay and it's like dan- isn't it the dance stuff that yeah.
0: yeah. Yep. I saw your I saw your son was walking by. Um, in the background <laughs> um so yeah i i i mean there's man i'm so excited for you i really hope that you um do something with that and again like if you're not good on camera just i don't know grab uh if serena's really knowledgeable about your business and she's passionate about it maybe she is maybe she isn't but i don't know if you say hey you get 20 percent of all sales from just from tiktok like I know where I'm getting sales from TikTok. You get 20% of that. I mean, that's a pretty good motivator right there, right? And she, she builds up your um, your uh, your followers and she gets she gets some of that, you know?
2: And let's be honest, Serena's like your mini-me. So nobody's going to know if it's your Serena. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'll just take the Like He looks so young. Hey, Sawyer, Hi. they say I should get TikTok. What do you think about that? Good idea. It's a good idea. He's
0: <laughs> Look at that.
2: I always know I liked you
0: so we are coming into the last bit of the show in which case you get to talk about whatever you want to talk about whatever you're passionate about and I'm going to save you just like 30 seconds and that is that um, here in the next six hours Marnie's Natural is going to be on TikTok so go follow her at Marnie's Naturals on TikTok,
1: if it's not taken, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure you'll be all right. But uh, what do you want? What do you want everybody to know about? Like, what what would you like the audience to go do for you?
1: Well, um, first I got to get a little incentive going on my um, newsletter, but you could sign up on my website, Marnie'sBodyCare.com, and um, I just think it's anyone that wants to do something. I'm such an encourager for go do it. I was told in high school by my um, counselor that I shouldn't even go to college because I no one would take me. And I didn't go to college for that reason, and here I'm running two businesses. So I kind of think, I don't know, I think anyone can do it, clearly. I'm doing it, and I think I'm doing well. So always, yeah. I never quit learning. That's the key. Okay. I
0: love
1: you so much, Marnie. I really do. You have
2: been a constant in my life. I can honestly say over all of these years for, like I said, it's probably been at least 10 years now that we've known each other. Like you have always been a constant encouragement, like you said, and I've, I've yet to see somebody that you don't um, encourage or that you don't uh, try to find the bright side or find the best of what they can do and what they can offer the world. So I think that's, that's fantastic quality. And I really appreciate that about you.
1: Thank you. you Thanks too, for coming
0: Adam. on. No, yeah. no. Marnie needs all the love <laughs> right now. Uh, really appreciate you coming on today, Marnie. This is a yeah. great conversation.
2: I think mainly because Adam thinks he convinced you to go on TikTok. So if he feels like his day is complete now.
0: Yep, yeah, I feel like I won. <laughs>
2: that. Got some time on my hands. Awesome. Well, this is how we typically end every show. We appreciate everybody joining us. and. As we leave for this week, we will be back on next week with a um, undisclosed new person. Adam <gasps> doesn't know, and it has to be finalized still. So, but we're gonna end this like we end every other week, and I'm gonna say, "Peace out, Brussels sprout." <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.